Hello and welcome to Lady Time, a podcast for those of us navigating midlife. Today I am going to do another solo. Myself and Carol usually do a solstice chat at this time of the year and just to kind of sum up the year and look back over it and just maybe have a few little words of wisdom for you we hope uh, come Christmas time but we could not get together on the same night and uh, so I'm just doing it here very quickly just to kind of round up the year here and uh, on behalf of Carol and myself. So uh, what a year it's been, it's been a relatively more normal year than it was in the two before been out and about a lot more I have and I'm sure all of you have as well I managed to get away on a holiday this year as well and we had a relatively good summer I think we had two or three little mini heat waves and that's always a big plus here in Ireland anyway <laughs> my god we just cry out for the sunshine don't we and um well, other things, we took a break because both myself and Carol were really on the verge of burnout at the beginning of the summer. I had said to Carol, look, I just need a break from having to think all the time about things outside of work and outside of family life and all of that. And so the podcast, as we've often said, they, they do take up a lot of time, even though we both really love doing them and my god the conversations that you can have and the things that you learn just by meeting people from all across the, the globe really and have these conversations with people you never would have only for zoom or technology as as it is today it's really great um, but we really decided that we needed a break and we needed it during this the break during the summer and we'll probably do the same again next year I don't know have, I actually haven't had the chance just to discuss that with Carol yet but we both loved the break this summer and you know it's just a couple of months and she has the children as well so there's always lots of activity with kids during the summer so it can be pretty hard to kind of navigate it all and as some of you know, my mother passed away in September and I kind of knew that she would do. I could not see my mum uh, this Christmas at all when I kind of would have been thinking about her and sometimes I just see things ahead, not in a psychic way, but I couldn't see her being around this Christmas. I knew she was also very ill. So that was quite stressful as well. The whole of the summer kind of on tenterhooks, you know, hoping and hoping that she would get better. But as I've already discussed that on my solo cast, um, I won't really go into it too much here again. Uh, but it will be a very different Christmas this year for sure. And in a ways, you know, I'm not looking forward to it. And in other ways, I know that there will be really nice moments. There's always nice moments. I mean, I still go out. I haven't stayed at home. Different people grieve in different ways. I'm definitely grieving uh, for sure. 
it's not quite as raw as when I did my solo cast, but uh, it's different. It's just different. I've had quite a bit of acupuncture. I have, you know, just in general done a few things for myself to, you know, just just look after look after yourself when you're going through these things and uh, I'm definitely feeling a lot better I'm feeling quite sociable but there are the moments there when you know I just realize oh my god how's Christmas going to be and you know realizing she's really not going to be there at Christmas or cooking the dinner or anything but as a family we will definitely do things and she will always be remembered I don't know what we'll do this Christmas we won't have our plum pudding because she was absolutely amazing at making that but we won't have that this year so there'll be things like that but in any case uh, life goes on it continues on and you have to keep up with your work and with life and with the house and with family and all of these things still go on and in a way it's really great I would not like to be someone moping around on my own I went back to work fairly quickly after it and uh, in hindsight I probably should have taken a week or two off but you, you just don't know what what is you know I just wanted to kind of take my mind off stuff and just get on and do stuff plus my work was also very busy and I couldn't let things slide for too long either and uh, well that that was me but um, other things that myself and Carol had decided we wanted to do over, over the summer when we came back was to have a couple of healers on and talk about healing and you know various different modalities and we did that as well um, recently you may have heard Carol's really lovely interview with a lady called Jennifer Moore and that one was very interesting I found her whole talk on Akashic Records and just her her way of working psychically as well very very clear and very very practical because it's an area that almost comes across to people as nefarious if they don't know anything about it um, and it isn't really but she was very clear and I really enjoyed her take on it and then I interviewed uh, Jane Marquis again she's a naturopathic doctor and a homeopath and I find that very interesting. We have done other people in the past, but we kind of wanted to focus a little bit more on that. I hope you enjoyed Anita's interview, Anita Murphy's interview on uh, her, her process of her own process through the menopause, but also that she decided to start up a group with two other people and they are hold, they're about to hold their second workshop on the 27th of January for a small group of women I think the maximum numbers are 11 and it's something I had thought about doing myself years and years ago when I was going through it but I'm really really glad to see things like that happening and it really is necessary and much needed I think women should really get together for things like that and you know as we've said over and over again 
on the podcast so many women just don't talk about menopause with each other although it is definitely definitely getting better as well um what else did we do during did we say we would do we would continue on we have kept it going we are now almost two and a half years keeping the podcast going i think we're up to 111 episodes and this is our 112th so we're pretty proud of that uh, we really are it's that's 112 conversations or musings or whatever you might we might have been coming up with at the time and then this week I was listening to a couple of webinars I was sent about coping how to cope at Christmas and I just thought I would mention a couple of the things that they mentioned in them uh, they're ones that we get from work um, it's from DCM Learning and uh, they were qu quite good, you know, things I wouldn't think of myself because I'm generally okay at Christmas, but not everyone is. I mean, not everyone um, can manage Christmas financially or emotionally or whatever. And they, they did come up with a couple of interesting points. Um, and one of them was around eating actually and overeating and over drinking and all the rest of it at Christmas because we do tend to do that a few years ago I stopped overeating because I used to eat so much I'd put chocolates I'd throw chocolates and extra dessert and dinner and all of the rest of it but oh my god it's so uncomfortable I think most of you know how uncomfortable it is to overeat but uh, in any case they did mention that, funnily enough. Um, they said to also make sure to eat during the day and, you know, eat regularly during the day. Because if you're trying to compensate, for example, if you're going out for a big meal on one of the evenings or just even Christmas, that you may eat less during the day just to make up for what you'll eat later. And she was saying, no, don't do that. Just make sure you still have your breakfast and have your lunch and all of that. And just eat a bit less if you do go out for a meal. And if you're having a few drinks or whatever, as we want to do at Christmas time and New Year, to have try to have one drink per hour and also have a glass of water with it so drinking water in between the alcohol drink and all of that makes sense as well it really does but she did say try not to overeat and of course you know it's not easy to do when there's lots and lots of food around at Christmas but I for myself can only say that I did that years ago I just couldn't bear feeling so stuffed and also then there's a tendency to lie about the house you're watching tv or you're watching films or whatever it is that you're doing you tend not to move around as much and uh and I do the same but just to try and get out for a walk and I I do do that when I go home for Christmas I, I have to get out anyway because I'm someone that doesn't sit around for very long anyway so when I would go home there'd be an awful lot of sitting 
uh, around and lying around on the sofa. I can't bear that for very long. I have to move. Even if I don't leave the house, I have to move around the house in, in some way or another. But she did suggest that you make sure you get out, get some fresh air and get a, a walk in, even if it's just a 10 or a 15 minute walk in the day over the Christmas time. And uh, what other things? I'm just looking at the list here. She said, yeah, definitely keep hydrated, plenty of water. If you are drinking a little bit more than you normally would. Well, one of her things for staying active is if you don't go out, you can dance around the kitchen. Now, I have often danced around my kitchen, especially if I put on classic hits FM, one of our radio stations here in Ireland. And uh, they often have like great, say, some older music, classic hits. It is usually, I think, 80s and 90s music. And uh, I'd often be dancing around the kitchen if they play a few good tunes. Um, I mean, other people have financial pressures that can put a lot of pressure on your well-being at Christmas and stress and strain and you know I suppose the only thing that I can say is there are times that I have not had very much money at Christmas it's been a little while but when I, I didn't I just had to say to myself well I can't afford to do this or I can't afford to do that. And I mean, it's very different if you have a family and Santa's coming and all of that. But if you are under any financial pressures, you can do your very best just to, and becoming like upset over it, just do your very best to take a little bit of time out. It's easy for me to say that now, but I do remember when I felt as though I couldn't cope financially at Christmas. And you may not be able to do anything about your financial situation at the time. And it is very difficult to change your mindset when you are in a state like that. Um, but it is essential to try and do very small little things so that you don't continually get worse uh, in terms of you know just how you your outlook is how you see it and how you feel maybe the fear of getting into any kind of stress there are there is an organization called MABS if you are in any kind of uh, financial difficulties they are really really good to go to that's M-A-B um, I, I can't remember what it's stands for but I actually know a couple of people who work in MABS and they are very good at helping people to help to structure and manage their finances a little bit better. Um, try not to get into too much debt because you feel that you need to buy this that and the other. I mean there are different ways I suppose that you can manage that with the family or talk to, to the family and if the children are a bit older 
they can understand a little bit better about those situations. I remember having that myself growing up. I remember my mom at one stage, and I'd say I was about 12 or 13 or 14 maybe, and I do actually remember her saying one Christmas um, that to different, various different people, maybe she, they couldn't, mustn't have been able to afford to buy uh, as much in the way of Christmas presents at the time. But I remember her saying, we are financially embarrassed this year. And I do remember that. And I, I certainly have a sense of her like not liking or not being happy about it. But we did get through it. And I know that's a good few years, many years ago now. But the same thing happens all the time. And um, over the years, and especially at the moment with the price of fuel and petrol and electricity and everything having gone up, which I actually think is criminal. I really do, putting people under that pressure. Um, other things that can happen is people can feel isolated and very lonely at Christmas time as well. It can be a very, very lonely time of the year. Even if you have a partner or you have family or whatever, or, or on your own, um, loneliness is not just about being surrounded by people. It, it actually is, and I know this from myself, it's a state of being, it's a state of mind. Um, but that's, again, another thing that's easier said than done. And if you are feeling very lonely, one of the things they were suggesting in this webinar was just to make plans, make plans to do even just one or two little things, even one thing a day. And, uh, you know, make sure that you phone friends or family if you're not nearby them. Um, or if they're far away or if they've gone away for Christmas or anything like that, just pick up the phone and you can see people on Zoom if you have a computer and you can Zoom people. Another thing they were suggesting is um, that if you are on your own, that you can do volunteers or volunteer organizations or organizations, uh, should I say, are always looking for volunteers to help them out at Christmas, various different organizations. And actually doing something for other people, I find this myself, um, it does make, it's very fulfilling for you. It's almost selfish, but it, there is a certain feel good, feel good factor in doing something for someone else. Um, if you can, if you're able to, that is. Um, just think of different things to do as well at Christmas. And you can go to the cinema or go to various different things. I've often gone to the cinema on my own, um, but uh, or even gone to the theatre on my own or shows on my own. I, I quite like doing that sometimes, but not everyone does. But it, it's, it's quite amazing. You know, you can go and you can get lost in a film or something for a couple of hours. And even if you are on your own, um, there's lots of other people in the cinema, so just feeling um, other humans around you can be very helpful as well. Um, and um, But if you are bereaving someone or you are very lonely, there are certainly different organisations you can contact. You can contact the Samaritans 
you can also, um, if you have a counsellor at hand, you can have maybe just a couple of sessions if you can afford it. There are other ways to have um, sessions at low cost and free as well if you search that online. I remember when I was looking up in September for bereavement um, counselling, I didn't actually go for counselling in the end, but I did come across, I can't remember the name of the organisation. They don't counsel you, but they will listen to you. And I'll see if I can find the name of that organisation again. It, this is based in Ireland, by the way, all of the things that I'm mentioning. But if you're in a different country listening to this, I'm sure there are other things that you, you could actually uh, find as well but always talking to someone about any about you know if you're feeling lonely or any of that sometimes it's not easy to talk to someone you may not need to talk about the thing itself or you can talk around it or you could just talk about anything but certainly call a friend if you're feeling lonely call a friend call someone um go and do some little small thing, even if it's in a cafe on your own, just to be around and near people. Walk the prom if you have one. We have a lovely prom here um, in Galway where I live. And it's just these small things that you can do as well. Or uh, something else, sometimes you can foster animals from the local um, rescue centres as well for Christmas time they're often looking for that too um, <clears throat> excuse me um, other things that they mentioned was the stress of being at home with your family as well sometimes and the feeling that you need to put on a show for the family or even the children I mean th that can be difficult at times but again just take little bits of time out. It's not always easy because we tend to be cooped up with the family for whatever, a few days, and we're not getting out and all of that. So sometimes emotions can run high and whatever. Take Just take little bits of time out, go to your room even if you can, um, or like that, go for a walk, just to kind of ease any tensions if they, they are. I mean, Christmas can be a great time for some people, but it's not always a great time for everyone. And families sometimes love getting together, but if there's lots of drink and different things and all that involved, sometimes it can get a bit messy. I mean, we're all human and life is sort of messy and it can be a little bit more messy sometimes at Christmas. Another thing they mentioned was, uh, unrealistic New Year's resolutions. Now, I stopped making re resolutions years ago because I made too many unrealistic resolutions. Um, but maybe it's worth thinking about really realistic ones that you can make. You know, maybe things that will not take, are not difficult to do, but things that you would like to do I know there's one hanging over me. It's literally been hanging over me for years is to clear my paperwork that is in boxes and tidy it all up. And dare I say it, I may make a New Year's resolution to do that, but to maybe just do one hour a week if I just set 
a small amount. Like what, what is it a friend said to me, and you've probably heard this anyway along the way. Uh, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? So yeah, that may be one of mine. Uh, maybe to go to bed a bit earlier as well. <laughs> Just go to bed half an hour earlier than I do. I really am a terrible night, night owl. I just, oh God, I just wish I was a, a an early worm, early, what is it? No, an early bird that gets the worm. I wish I was an early bird, but I'm not. I'm a night owl, but I'm getting to be a very late night owl in this last while. So I want to get back to going to bed no later than midnight. So they may be my two year, two New Year's resolutions. Um, well, you know, myself and Carol really love bringing you these podcasts. I hope you are enjoying them. We would love to hear back from you if you are. I, I got a lovely email from a lovely lady. I won't name her here. I still have to return uh, to an email to her and reply. It was really beautiful and very uplifting. And it made me feel that sometimes what we do is really worthwhile. And uh, if you're listening to me now, the lady who sent me that email, I will be replying to you. I have been just very busy of late, but I wanted to take the time to reply to you properly. Because when I reply to beautiful feedback that I get like that, where someone has absolutely felt that what we do is so worthwhile, then I like to reply to you from my heart and, you know, properly. So thank you for that. If you're listening and you know who you are, thank you so much. And I am going to read you out a lovely poem I found on the internet. And it's very apt for anyone living in Ireland who's listening to this because it is minus one degree outside tonight. Now, some of you in America who maybe are on the East Coast think minus one, that's nothing. But in Ireland, minus one is very, very cold. It actually says in the weather report, feels like minus six because it's very damp here. We have very a great deal of moisture in, in the air and it really is a sort of cold that goes right into your bones it seeps right into it. so where I'm here by my stove right now and I've lit it every day and uh, normally I would only light it at the weekends but I've lit it every day for the last couple of weeks it's so cold but it is beautiful this mist and so misty and fog rising from the sea and Oh, it's beautiful and everywhere is sort of frosted with, you know, this lovely icing of ice all over the walls and everything. It is really beautiful as well. But I found this poem by Mary Oliver. It's called Snowy White and it's very apt at the moment. Last night, an owl in the blue dark tossed an indeterminate number of carefully shaped sounds into the world in which a quarter of a mile away, I happened to be standing. I couldn't tell which one it was, the bard or the great horned ship of the air. It was that distant, 
But anyway, aren't there moments that are better than knowing something and sweeter? Snow was falling so much like stars filling the dark trees that one could easily imagine its reason for being was nothing more than prettiness. I suppose if this were someone else's story, they would have insisted on knowing whatever is knowable. Would have hurried over the fields to name it. Yeah, I mean. But it's mine, this poem of the night. And I just stood there listening and holding out my hands to the soft glitter falling through the air. I love this world, but not for its answers. And I wish good luck to the owl, whatever its name. And I wish great welcome to the snow, whatever its severe and comfortless and beautiful meaning. I definitely took a lot from that poem because it is so cold, but it is so beautiful as well. Okay, well look, myself and Carol would like to wish all of you, all of our listeners, a really wonderful Christmas and a peaceful new year. And to thank you so much for listening in. We are just so appreciative and glad that you listen. So thank you very much. Have a wonderful time. Have a wonderful Christmas. And Carol will be back, I think, on the 8th of January with the next episode. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed it, please share it with your friends or on your social media. As I mentioned, we'll be back on the 8th of January. Meanwhile, have a lovely time. Take good care. Lots of love. Bye for now.